You are listening to a sermon by Pastor Bay Allen. Good morning, everyone. It is great to be with you today. Now, I was saying to some earlier that we don't really do the procession of palms here. Uh, I've been in churches where they do, where they, uh, they, they have their palms and they're... They're walking all around the sanctuary with their palms. Have you ever experienced that in worship before? Have you? There's something about it. Uh, it kind of it gets you up out of your seat for one thing, but the other thing is it's kind of hard to be shaking your palms. You know, you think of palm palms, different spelling, like with the with the cheerleaders, right? It's hard to be shaking your palm palms and not just ah, you want to you want to celebrate. You want to cry out? You want to, you want to just say, oh, victory, victory, victory. Palms were actually an ancient symbol for victory. Palms were a, a wonderful symbol of victory. And when Jesus comes into Jerusalem, what do they do with these victories? They lay the victories at his feet. There's symbolism there. Laying victories at Jesus' feet. I want to talk with you today about palms, about victories, about other flooring options that we may be uh, looking for in our lives. Um, and I want to read to you today from, uh, well, before, before I get into that, uh, do any of you have something that you just always wanted to do, but you've never been able to do it? Maybe, maybe it's an event that you really wanted to go to uh, and you keep saying, well, next year I'm going to do it. Or, or maybe it's a cruise. Next year I'm going to take that cruise. Or in five years I'm going to do that. You know, do any of you have anything like that in your life where you just, yeah, it's like a bucket list kind of thing, right? You just want to do it. You're like, something, something's telling you, I got to do this. I can't let that, that opportunity pass me by, right? Um, now that picture right there, that's, anyone know who that is? Someone knows Bon Jovi fan in the house. Who's that next to him on guitar? How, do you, how well do you know your Bon Jovi? It's Richie Sambora on guitar, okay? Uh, a legendary duo of rock, right? They, they, they made a lot of great hits together. Um, now, the reason that they're on our screen today is not because we're worshiping either one of them. Uh, the reason that they're on our screen today is because going to see Bon Jovi was on my wife's bucket list, Okay. And so a few years back, we had an opportunity to go see Bon Jovi, and it was one of those, well, they'll come again, you know what I mean? And my wife, it's just getting under her skin a little bit. She's like, no, I really, I got to go see Bon Jovi. It's, it's just one of those things. I've never seen him, and she loves Bon Jovi's music, right? I started to think she loved Bon Jovi, but she loves Bon Jovi's music. And so uh, we decide we're going to go. We're going to go to this concert, so we buy the tickets uh, nosebleed tickets because they, man, they, I didn't know tickets got that expensive to tell you the truth. Um, but, but we got our tickets and even though it was nosebleed, it was at the console and it was fine. They had screens and everything, but she was just enjoying it so much because she finally got to see Bon Jovi after that tour. Now, only those of you who probably screamed out, it's Bon Jovi would, would get this after that tour, the man on the left wasn't with him anymore. He left after that tour. If we would have waited, we would not have seen John Bon Jovi with Richie Sambora on guitar. It wouldn't have happened. We would have seen the replacement guy, and I still don't know his name, and most of the fans don't either, right? And so we wouldn't have seen the duo. It would have passed us by. 
I remember also um, a few years back, I think I've already told you about my daughter and I, we went to see B.E. Taylor at Christmas. It was, it was pretty much the last year that he did it before he passed away. And if we would have, for years I'd heard about B.E. Taylor, I'm like, this is a part of our Christmas tradition, Bay. You should go do it, right? It, everyone needs to go to a B.E. Taylor concert. And for years I said, yeah, I'll do that next year. I'll do that next year. My daughter and I went. The following year she said, are we going to go see that? And I'm like, we can't. Because he passed away. We let so many things pass away, pass us by. In today's scripture from Luke, uh, chapter 19, uh, verses 28 and 40, tells us this. After he had said this, he went on ahead going up to Jerusalem. When he had come near uh, Bethphage and Bethany at the place called the Mount of Olives, he sent two of his disciples saying, go into the village ahead of you. As you enter it, you will find tied there a colt that has never been ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you, why are you untying it? Just say this, the Lord needs it. I need to remember those words. Whenever someone says, why are you doing it? The Lord needs it. Okay. Uh, So those who were sent departed and they found it just as he had told them. As they were untying the colt, its owners asked them, why are you untying the colt? And they said, The Lord needs it. When they brought it to Jesus, then they brought it to Jesus. And after throwing their cloaks on the colt, they set Jesus on it. As he rode along, people kept spreading their cloaks on the road. As he was now approaching the path down from the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of the disciples began to praise God joyfully with a loud voice for all the deeds of the power that they had seen saying, Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest heaven. Some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to him, Teacher, order your disciples to stop. He answered, I tell you, if these were silent, the stones would shout out. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. That scene passed many people by. Those who laid their cloaks before Jesus, and you're like, well, what does that even have to do with palms, right? right. Well, uh, another account, um, you know, from Matthew, uh, it, it actually mentions the palms. You see, t- the title of today's sermon is not just palms, but palms, victories, and other flooring materials, right? Because as we look through the Synoptic Gospels, we see um, there were various forms of worship. There are often various forms of worship that are represented through the different accounts. And so Matthew 21, now I'm just going to read this. And if you have in your pew Bible and you want to turn to it, you're welcome to. It's not on the screen. But it says, when they had come near Jerusalem, this is going to sound very familiar to you. When they had come near Jerusalem and had reached Bethphage at the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, go to the village ahead of you. Immediately you will find a donkey tied and a colt with her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, just say this, the Lord needs them and he will send them immediately. This took place to fulfill what had been spoken through the prophet saying, tell the daughter of Zion, look, your king is coming to you humble and mounted on a donkey, on a colt, on the foal of a donkey. 
The disciples went, did as Jesus had directed them. They brought the donkey and the colt and put their cloaks on them. This all sounds very familiar. And he sat on them. A very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road and others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. What we just read on the screen from Luke was one person in the crowd's viewpoint. What we just heard from Matthew is another person's viewpoint. I'd be more inclined to think that in Luke, I would think Luke would be the one who would lay the cloak. In Matthew, I, because there's poems that are noticeably laid down. We tend to notice things that we do ourselves. I would think Matthew would be one who would lay down Paul. Perhaps Matthew didn't have a cloak. Luke was a good doctor, we know from the writer of Luke. But I want you to think about what is your flooring material? Because I don't think it's a matter of it being a cloak that is laid down. I don't think it is a matter of it being a, a palm branch that is laid down. I don't think it is a matter of a donkey or a foal or both that are coming and being used for Christ. I think it's the matter that it's laid down. That's what I think. That's what I think today's scripture is telling us. And so cloaks, branches, and, and donkeys. Oh my, right? Many think that there's only one way to do something. We were talking about it like what you do with your palms when you're done using them. Many think there's one thing that you do with it. There can be many different things that you do with it. But what do you use it for? What do you use it for? Whatever it is, whether it's a cloak, a branch, or a donkey. What if you don't have a cloak? Well, guess what? I'm sure you have something you can lay down. Jesus is coming. Don't let this pass you by. This is a one-time deal. You won't get to see him next year, right? This is bucket list material here. You need to lay something down. What's it going to be? What's it going to be? What is your cloak? What is your branch? What is your donkey that you are laying down before Christ? And also, as we sang that lovely little song, I felt like I was down like in Cancun, like, Hosanna, Hosanna to the King, right? Hosanna is more than a song. The people, uh, they cried out Hosanna as Jesus was coming into Jerusalem, just as we do when Jesus comes into our life. When Jesus enters into the city of our hearts, we cry out Hosanna. Hosanna was originally a call for deliverance. It was, Lord, save me, help me, intervene. It was a call for deliverance. But what did Hosanna become in Christ? It, it changed. Hosanna became an exclamation of praise. Christians all over the world say, Hosanna. Half of them don't even remember the call for distress because they remember the victory in Jesus. They remember the victory. It's not a call of distress anymore. It is an exclamation of praise, an anthem of the Almighty at work. Hosanna. I want to tell you that this is 
And Jesus says it in so many words. It is so easy a rock could do it. It is so easy that even this rock with the googly eyes could do it. Laying it down. Shouting in praise and celebration. Jesus says if the people would become silent, praise would keep going. The rocks would start to sing. Now, I've always thought, boy, wouldn't that be cool to hear the rocks singing? I'm like, that'd be really cool. I've seen the singing bowls that they use for meditation, but how cool would it be to see the rocks singing, right? And I started thinking about it. That'd be a really sad day. That would be a really sad day. If the rocks were singing, what would that tell you as someone who's reading this scripture? You would say, we're not. You would say, we've fallen silent. I don't want to see the rocks sing. That's why I pick up a guitar and play like a little Spanish ditty in the middle of worship, right? Because it's not just a song, it's Hosanna. It's not letting the rocks sing. Not letting the rocks cry out. Not as long as I have voice in a heart that was given over to Jesus. I'm going to celebrate. And I encourage you to do the same. Use the things that God has given you to praise him. Whatever they are, whether it's a palm branch, a cloak, or a donkey, or a guitar, whatever. Lay it at his feet. Use the things God has given you. Use the voice God has given you. You know, we often hear in liturgies, those with ears to hear. Those with voice to praise. Praise. Let all things praise the Lord we see in the Psalms. Praise. Use the voice God has given you. And again, in Matthew, people say, who is this? If I, if I were to finish that passage from Matthew, uh, the crowds that went ahead of him and have followed were shouting Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest heaven. When he entered Jerusalem, the whole city was in turmoil. They were asking, who is this? The crowds were saying, this is the prophet, Jesus, from Nazareth in Galilee. We come to see that he was more than a prophet. He was Lord. He is Lord. And so use the knowledge that you have of our Lord. Share it with others. Share it. When they say, who is this? Wave your palms around. Get a little crazy. Everyone does at Steelers game day, right? You can tell they're getting crazy, right? When the pens are playing, they're getting crazy. Jesus is in the city of your heart. Get a little crazy. Get a little crazy. And when people say, who is this? Say, oh, it's God. Jesus Christ is Lord. And so by using what God has given you and the voice that God has given you, people will eventually ask you what's going on. And it's 
palm waving time, big, terrible towel waving time. It's, it's fluffy foam finger waving time. Get a little crazy. Where's your palms? Your palm palms. Get them out. You're going to need them. So you can lay them down. I'm closing up right here. Jesus coming into Jerusalem. You don't want to miss that event. This is a bucket list event. You don't want to miss it. And if you haven't had a a palm laying life changing experience where Jesus was welcomed into your life, it's not too late. Y'all don't miss out on this event. It's a once in a lifetime opportunity. Just grab your palms. Grab your coats, your shirts off your back, whatever it takes, and shout Hosanna. Welcome Jesus in. You don't want to miss out on the celebration. Would you pray with me? Dear God, we are so thankful for the celebration, the laying of palms, and as that song that we sang earlier reminds us, Celebration can quickly turn, can quickly turn. Let us stay focused on you and let us remember who you are. Let us never forget. Let us never forget. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, we lay our palms. We shout Hosanna. Amen.